Boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to the Balance Your Path podcast, where well-being resides and fuckery gets a swift kick in the ass. This is real shit for real people who want real change. and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to the Balance Your Path podcast where all things wellness reside and we give zero power to fuckery. Just a reminder, this is, thank you. Just a reminder, this is real (laughs) shit for real people who want real change. Welcome. I am Michelle Willette. And I am Vicki Phoenix. And we are Balance Your Path. Here we are. We're here, Welcome back. Welcome Welcome back. back. We love that you're here with us today. It's a good day. It's very warm here in Salt Lake City. 91 here. Yeah, 91. Yeah. So it's My dogs a, are not liking it. They're not liking the heat. We had a day and a half of spring because yeah. that's what we get every year. I think we had an hour and a half maybe. So it was something like that. <laughs> we, we get like this is spring and this is fall. And then we have triple digits in the summer and, um, you know, blizzards yeah. in the winter. Although our winters have been pretty light lately. I'm not going to yeah, complain. They kinda we have. haven't global warming something. We're just getting hot and we're the snow's going to go. I don't know. But it's warm today, but not here inside of uh, the Balance Your Path studios because we have cool fans mm. going and things so we're comfortably inside so that we can spend some time with you. A talking to you. A talking to you. A talking to you. <laughs> it's a good day. It's a good day. And we're going to be talking about a really great subject matter today. We are going to be talking about fear. And uh, this has been one of probably, I would say probably the largest challenge for, for both of us, right? Vico? I mean, wouldn't you say that overcoming the fear-based thinking has been, it's because it becomes so part of who you are that you don't recognize it. And you don't realize that you're doing so much from a place of fear Mm -hmm. and, and recognizing that and getting to know it is one thing, but getting rid of it is quite another. And that is, it's challenging. We're not going to lie again. We're not going to sugarcoat shit for you. Mm -mm. This is called doing the work right now. You're learning, right? You're going to learn how to understand your living in a place of fear-based thinking. Cause I can almost guarantee that whoever's listening is, Mm -hmm. we're going to tell you some tips and tricks on how to recognize it, how to get rid of it how to feel better about it, but it is going to take the work. You're going to have to put the work in. That's what it is. You're going to have mm-hmm. to do it to see it happen on the other side. Uh, something. Oh, was that a little bit of a dance right there? You were, a little, you were, you were dancing. I can get bit. it. It's the Salt Lake shirt. It makes me want to move. So it is baseball season, everybody. And I don't know who all of our listeners are baseball fans, but I am a huge baseball fan. And um, our bees, our local um minor league team here in Salt Lake city is called the Salt Lake bees and they are doing really well. They're having a good year. They're playing some good ball. Um, they are the farm team for the Los Angeles angels who, however, are not doing as well. They're in a 12 game losing streak. If I am correct in that, but the bees are doing well. And I just wanted to show a little support. So I'm wearing my bees shirt, you know, just giving the bees a little love today. Cause I want to go to a game here in a couple of days and check them out. If you get a chance, folks, one of the nicest things about being in a mindful state is getting in outdoors into nature and doing something and being in the moment. For me, one of my most favorite things is to be sitting in a ballpark, watching the game, you know, warm beer, cold dog. That's the way it goes. 
and it's brilliant. It is like, it, it just rejuvenates my soul every single chance that I get to, to go and do that. So there you just go. Feeling my baseball love today. That's there all you go. There you go. I would be wearing, I, I should have, no, no, I didn't know we were going to hi Molly. <laughs> every time the ear and now she's behind the computer where I can't get to her. Oh, well, if so she if the, knocks if it, it over, we know that it's the she's mom. back there with the ring light. She is back there with the uh, oh, wait, we've got hold, please. Yeah. She, oh, 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 OK. <laughs> OK. And we're back. OK, uh, what was fun. I saying? Oh, I, I didn't know we were going to be doing kind of a theme. I wore one of our shirts, but I could have wore um, my. um muscle t-shirt i can't think of the the big the big one that goes in that's in reno in august august nights oh because that's what i enjoy doing i enjoy going to car shows you do you and your hubby are car show we folk are. we are the muscle Which, those car are a good time too. Bands. love it right give me a little get old school heavy metal and i'm like in dig it all mm -hmm. about it give me a 68 chevelle Oh, saw the most beautiful 67 Camaro at the last one that we went to um, here just, I don't know, maybe a month ago. We were at one here in Salt Lake City. There's a Hires Burger Joint, one of the old kind of old school drive through burger joints here in Salt Lake. And they host um, car shows. And there was one up there and there was the Camaro. I, I literally I feel like I was drooling. I, there, I'm, there may have been actual the stringy have. stuff that you don't really like. Yeah. I think that was going on. Could happen. Could it, happen. It happens. It is what it is. But, but this anyway. is. It's that has nothing to do with our fear based, nope. although no. well, it really kind of does because find, because finding mindfulness, being in a mindful state of mind is ultimately how you get beyond living in this fear based thinking that we're going to be talking about. Right. So. So what is fear? What is fear? Fear is an emotion. It is one of many that we have. It is. Primarily um, our fight or flight. It is, it is the emotion that comes up when we are in danger, physical danger, emotional danger, whatever. It is our, our navigational system, our, our built-in gut, right, that says, mm -hmm. ooh, this is happening, so we need to feel X, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's normal and natural, and fear is a very important part of that navigation system because it does. It is there to alert us to danger. So, you know, back in the caveman days, let's talk about it, right? When they're walking go, across the plains, go. doing their thing, having a, you know, just a bit of a jaunt. And all of a sudden there's a T-Rex, the fight <laughs> or flight kicks in and they run. Although running really doesn't work because we all know that T-Rex, because it, anyone who's seen the Jurassic Park movies knows yeah. that it's based on movement. So you actually stand still. Personally, I would be running. I run from... Um, there's an elephant story. There's an elephant story that we will have to tell you guys um, maybe on the next podcast. Maybe if we have time today, I'll share the elephant story. But it's a great fear based one, though. I mean, it, it, it's truly... talking about that instinct. OK, so you maybe... had your daughter in your arms. So there I do. was a I whole... have a I have a wee and person. Then there was then there was my son who was being very mindful. So mindful. So mindful. It's a great example. OK, we, we may we may have to tell the story if you guys stick around to the end and I have time. I will tell you the story of Shanka the Amazing and my experience with Shanka. It's a great amazing. story, guys. It's a great. Story. It is a good. It is a good story. It is and very much a fear based story. You're absolutely yep. correct. It yep. was me not acting in mindfulness. So there you have it. So we know fear is this emotion. We know that it is there for a reason. We know that it is part of our natural 
navigation system of how we make it through our life. If there's a T-Rex crossing our path, it tells us you're in danger. You got to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do we use it that way? No. And we'll get into that in a few minutes because we don't. We have been programmed over decades, centuries maybe, of, of taking that natural ability to understand when it is uh, necessary for us to flee. Mm-hmm. And we've turned it and twisted it into something that now plagues our lives in a very negative way. On so, the daily. On the, on the daily. Yeah. Um, so uh, that kind of goes into our the how of danger, right? Again, it is this natural warning. It is our, it is our warning system. And it says something is happening emotionally, physically. There's something happening in front of you, something that you need to be fearful of. Fear is a huge emotion. And it's often behind or underneath or buried within a lot of our actions, even though we think we're basing it on some other kind of emotion, completely different emotion. Fear is one of those like, it's a fucker is what it is. Fucker has tentacles and it just attaches itself the way that we have created it into today's society, right? Into the collective as a whole and the way we currently use it. It is like this little entity that has tentacles and it just connects itself to all your other emotions, to a lot of stuff that isn't even emotional driven. It's just around us all the time. And it's this slimy, clingy little bastard. Yeah. It's like a fog. I don't even know, but it's, it's always, it's just, there it is. God, it's just, it's just there. there It's there. It is. And we see it, we can say, oh, and there it is. But we get that most of you don't have that going on right now where we can, you can actually identify it. We're going to help you do that. Cause that's kind of the goal of today is understanding that there is Hmm. where there's a misuse of our natural ability to have a danger system, a fear-based emotion, we're misusing it. We're mm-hmm. fucking it all up is basically what we're doing. <laughs> we're just, we're just playing into that on every, every, yeah. every way we can possibly think. And we've actually got a really great example of that. And we'll share that with you in just a minute. Cause it's to give you an idea of, of what we're talking about, how we use it correctly, how we're not using it right. What's going on between the two. Because that's that's an important piece. I think people need to understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, Vic, but people need to understand that, that the world in which, obviously, the world in which we live in right now with, with COVID happening in this last two, two and a half years now of this just like earthly upheaval, right? there's been a lot of fear driving information coming mm-hmm. our way. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Fear driving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Uh, well, yeah. Vicki and I don't necessarily um, choose to take sides here in our podcast. We are very much the Switzerland's of the world. We're like, if that's your gig, go do it. If that's how you believe, um, believe more power to you. We don't pick pol- political sides. We don't pick religions. We don't do any of that stuff, but mm-hmm. We do have to say a little something about this in that our media and whoever is driving our media and that lots of lots of people, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a whole bunch of money behind behind media. Right. And mm-hmm. who owns that oh, money? Yeah. We're not going to get into. But media has been probably. I would say the primary conduit 
to the increased amount of fear-based thinking that we have in the world today. I would agree. And back when there wasn't media, it wasn't, the internet didn't exist. And there wasn't this flash news stuff coming at you Mm -hmm. a mile a minute, all all day long, every second, there's something new. Before we had all that, it's not like we didn't have fear-based thinking, but all of our thinking was more mindful. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to really better evaluate something coming in. Oh, is that something I really should be afraid of? Or is it a fear warning in some way? Or is it something else? But we haven't had that opportunity since the media has kicked into full gear. And through this COVID thing, the media has been all we had. Mm -hmm. When we were all quarantined in our homes, that's what we had. That's That's where we we were getting our information. That was the only information we had on this global situation. Mm -hmm. That's all we had. And if those people with the money behind the media decided to shoot out some information, there wasn't going to be anybody to stop them. And a lot of the information that we were getting through this COVID thing was absolutely Mm fear-based. It was so fear-based. And that brings us to this, this example and, and Vicki brought it up earlier and it's, it's fucking brilliant is what it is oh, thank you. because it really gives you an idea of how fucked up <laughs> our, our, I don't even know how else to say it, how I, fucked up this fear-based thinking actually can be and has yeah. gotten recently. What we've so turned wanna, it into. Right. Really? Exactly. Yeah. So do you want to share yeah. this example, Vicki or show, you know, I just, um, keep... well, I, I can share part of it and, and yeah. you can take I'll over just... or I'll, sh- I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Give it, so give it, a, give it a go. We, I'll take we, a sip of my... we, we talked about, um, the, the instinctual part of our fear for driving down the freeway and something falls off the back of a truck and it's in your path. Uh, immediately you go to, I, this is bad. This I'm is in danger. Not a good place to be. Danger. Will Robinson. I'm in danger. danger. Exactly. Stop aging us. Would I'm you so please? sorry, but I couldn't help it. Have, and I thought of that, but I didn't say it. I got to go there. You know, I'm always going to go. there. It's fine. Always. It's fine. So, I mean, yeah. So your, so your, your fight or flight kicks in and you know that you need to get out of this, the way of this falling object that's about to hit your car or whatever. And so you have to figure out that whatever that maneuver is going to look like to put you back into a place where you are no longer in danger. That is the proper use of the fear in our navigation system. That is its purpose Mm -hmm. is like you're in danger, real danger, Mm -hmm. real danger. It's factual danger. Mm -hmm. And then you can react to it. Continue. Sorry. Just <laughs> outlining what we're, what we're doing here. What we have turned it into, and we're going to go into the COVID a little bit, is the what if scenario. Yeah. And that was, and, and, and y'all remember this, the toilet paper shortage, the water shortage, the um, cleaning your home supplies shortage, the hand sanitizer shortage. Yeah. Why? I'm sorry. Why? Why? So, Why? so I'll, I'll, I'll pop in here just a little bit. So let's pop talk in. about toilet paper because toilet paper was a big one, right? I mean, they were all a, big, but well, but that that was the one toilet paper that was. Yeah. yeah. So what happened? The fear comes out across the media, across the Internet, whatever. There's going to be a toilet paper shortage and everybody panics and they go into this. What if thinking shit? What if Literally, I don't shit? Sorry. No, I I need to put a little pooper guy on the screen. Maybe. Shit. Maybe. Yeah. What if we run out and we can't get any more? 
-hmm. There was no actual fear here. We hadn't at that point when it started to become a thing, we weren't out of toilet paper. Every store in the country had toilet paper on their shelves, just like it does every other day. Just like exactly. Right. Just another day of toilet paper on the shelves. But we went into this what if fuckery that there might be a shortage and we're stuck in our homes. We need to have toilet paper. So what did we do as a collective? Most people went out to their local grocery stores immediately and hoarded the shit out of it bought as much as they could to the point where stores had to start putting limits on how much you could buy. But there at the beginning, before those limits came in, people got, they got stupid in purchasing like these enormous amounts of toilet paper. Okay. Mm. What did that create? One, that was, that was fear-based thinking. Yep. They were afraid they would run out. It wasn't an actual fear. We weren't out of toilet paper. We weren't out of toilet paper. It was all made up here in the mind. But by them going to the stores and the droves that the American people went to stores and bought so much toilet paper, they created an actual shortage. They created the shortage. Mm -hmm. Weeks into that, the shelves were empty. There were people in those neighborhoods that had enough toilet paper for the next 10 years in their homes. But those people who are mindful thinking at the beginning saying there's nothing to be afraid of, there'll be toilet paper. I'm not going to run to the store today. I'm going to go on Friday and get my groceries and I'll pick some up then what I need. Right. And they get there and the shelves are empty. Mm -hmm. It actually created the shortage. Mm -hmm. It created the 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 lack of something. I'm sorry. I have to take care of the cat. Uh, Bear with me. Oh, (laughs) she just wants to be. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my. it's because you shaved her and she's all happy and <laughs> sorry. It's the headphones because I use the mic a lot during the day for a lot of different things. And I've, I thought, oh, maybe it's the mic. No, no. It's when the headphones go on. She's like, oh, look, it's time for me to be in your space and play mm-hmm. when it's the last time that I at last. You know, I don't want her anywhere near me when I'm doing this anyway. So it created a shortage, guys. It created the fear. It created mm-hmm. an actual fear is what we did by by making all of those things happen. That's what we're talking about when we say, you know, the actual purpose of the emotion fear mm-hmm. and our current uses of that fear. And that was just a small example. It goes way beyond just toilet paper because mm-hmm. we have now been so pre-programmed in our fear yes. thought, right? Mm-hmm. That fear goes into almost every single decision we make oh, on a daily basis. Yes. And oh, we don't yes. even know it's there. Yes. Yes. We deal from a place of lack. We deal and, and from a I place of worry. Say, we Right. It comes from a place of lack. It really does. Yeah. Your bank account is a really good example. If you're focusing on, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Well, what's that going to do? That's going to make you not have enough turn to a place. Well, that too. Yes. But that fear is going to be a part of that whole mm-hmm. thing. And so you're going, your decisions then are going to be exactly the fear and lack deciding where you're going to spend it, how you're going to spend it, when you're going to get more, how you're going to get more. All of those decisions are then based on a fear of not having enough. Mm-hmm. That doesn't serve you. Nope. It does not serve you. 
fear is is a part of us for a reason. And it's in a very, very important part of our natural navigation system, guys. It is when your gut tells you to be fearful and you need to learn how to separate that. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do it, because fear is supposed to live in the gut. It doesn't live here, but that's where we've put it. It is now in our thoughts. It is not in our gut any longer. It's in our thoughts. It's actually in both, but we don't listen to our gut. Whole nother no. episode. Right. Another episode of paying attention to intuition, our gut, letting things mm-hmm. drive us naturally mm-hmm. and normally based on what we know, but we really can't spend a lot of time dealing with our intuition and following our gut. If our head is lying to us, because it's getting in the way people, your thoughts will always supersede what you feel in, in other ways, always it's much bigger. It's much more powerful. Mm-hmm. So in, until you can get this thought healing happening in your life, you're not going to see the results that you want in your life. You can try all these little practices we give you. You can go out and try the different things that are available all over the world now for finding your natural state of well-being. Do you see her? She's perching again. I she, do see I mean, her. She I just wants her. to be here. She cannot yeah. stop this. <clears throat> Mine's sleeping on the floor over here. She's just. Any place that you go searching for, for healing help. Mm-hmm well-being stuff, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it all might give you some short-term results. It might all help you out a little bit, but I'll tell you what, until yes. you heal your mind, until you heal your thoughts, none of it is going to give you long-term results. Mm-hmm. None of it. That's what we're talking about. That's what, That's we're, what we're talking, talking about. about. And fear yeah. is just embedded in there and literally every single thing that we do. So why don't we use it correctly? Why? Well, we know that the media has had a big piece of it as of late because of the whole COVID thing, right? Mm -hmm. It has helped us to perpetuate those pre-programmed thought processes that we have. Mm -hmm. We've talked about those in a lot of other episodes, and those are just these these thought processes that we have without thinking. They're pre-programmed. They're there. They're auto-responders. Right. Right. So something happens and it's a familiar situation or the same situation or something that's happened kind of like that before our brain automatically goes to this auto response of this is how I handled it before. Hold, please. (laughs) Oh, Molly. (laughs) She's on one and she is not making me very happy. And I I love Molly, but Molly's a handful today. She's a bit of a handful. She's she a bit is. of a handful. So yes, she Molly's going to be the star of the show today. That's all there is well, to it. If you want to see more Molly guys, uh, she's on my, she's on our TikTok channel yeah, in, in several is. places. And she's, she's quite funny there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, where was I? I was talking about um, these pre-programmed thought processes, right? So we have these auto responders that we go to and fear has become so much more um, a, a big part of that because of COVID and the media and things that have happened lately. Mm-hmm. Um, we have created that. And that's part of our why. So why do we have a pre-programmed thought process around fear for right now? We have it because of COVID and because of the media and because these fear-based, all this fear-based information that we have been just flooded with, right? right? It's not helping us. Now we're thinking every time we go to the store and the toilet paper shelf is even not stocked completely, we're going to go automatically to an auto response and and think we should buy more than we need. We have Mm -hmm. created that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's fear-based, right? Again, and the toilet paper is actually not going to be gone this time. It's just going to be low, right. but the fear base is going to kick in. I can guarantee you. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how that works. And it just keeps coming back. And these fear, mm-hmm. these fear driving behaviors mm-hmm. perpetuate even more fear. Mm-hmm. 
because now we're making decisions in our life. We're making choices. We're, we're, we're doing things. We're making actions happen all based on fear. What do you think the consequences of those actions, those decisions, all that is going to be more Mm -hmm. fear. Mm -hmm. we're perpetuating it. We're taking what's small. This little thing is maybe a fearful thing and we are creating it into this fear Mm -hmm. and we're doing it all with our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's terrifying, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. I'm using a lot of sign handing things going on. So guys, if you are listening to us on your favorite podcast channel, one, we appreciate you more than you will ever know. And we would love it if you would like and follow us wherever that is that you're listening to us. But if you do want to see us live uh, in person, not really live, but the video of the these video. podcasts, these head over to faces. our these faces. Head over to our YouTube channel. It is in the link. A uh, link to it is in the the information below. And uh, definitely give us a subscribe, a thumbs up, leave us a comment, give us a like, share us with your friends, because again, this is information that we want to get out to as many people as we can because it really does help people change their lives. And the more that you follow us on your podcast channel or subscribe to us on YouTube or find us on TikTok or Facebook or wherever and give us a follow, you know, share us with you, share us with your friends. It helps us to build our our ability to get out to more people. And we are so overly grateful that you guys take a few minutes to do that for us. And um, because at the end of the day, you're helping somebody and it may not be anybody, you know, but you're helping somebody by doing that. So we really really, really, really subscribe, smash that subscribe button, hit that follow button, share, 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 get us out in front of as many people as you can. <clears throat> if okay. nothing else, tell them there's a, there's a cat named Molly that you're going to have to, she shaved and it's not pretty. And you should look, she looks like she's been run over by a lawnmower because <laughs> as, and, and we should have recorded this. I'm just going to take a minute here to our listeners. You guys should have seen Vicki and I on Sunday. So I have this beautiful Himalayan cat and she's very long haired and she's beautiful. She truly is. And over the winter, she spent a lot of time in this little igloo bed thing that she has and she loves getting in there, but it's, she has to get in there. She twirls around a little ball and she's like in, and because Mm -hmm. of that, she just got horribly matted on her back two sides and I brush her every day, but I could not get beyond those. Those just got worse and worse and worse to the point where I had to shave them off. So I invited Vicky over. She did. I bought it was a Lucy and Ethel moment. It was so a Lucy and Ethel moment. Now you're dating us. See, I, so you're I not, sure you're not, I'm sorry. Mm, it's I, fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's I don't mind because it's you know a thing. What's well, Lucy and Ethel? We so. ordered rose trimming, rose pruning gloves. We had these leather gloves that went clear to the elbow. And we and we bought pet buzzers, specific buzzers. You know, even though both of us have human buzzers, there was so much on the internet saying those are really not safe for animals. Spend the money and buy something just for your cat. I got them; they're the exact same thing. I don't even know what happened, but we bought them. They have a little picture of a kitty on them, so that makes That's it the difference. difference. Has the picture of the and kitty, not even a what? dog. Not even a dog. It's a, it's an actual kitty. These are kitty buzzers. Yeah. We we spent what two three hours maybe. <laughs> I don't even know. Unbelievable activity with this cat because my cat doesn't even like to be held. She just gets pissed off at me, even just picking her up to move her off the table. That just pisses her off. She wants no part of me at that point. And so trying to hold her down and Mm -hmm. shave her. Mm -hmm. It was literally half the time was going to retrieve the cat and bring her back and bring her back. And what was weird is she didn't run and hide. She'd go somewhere and lay down. She'd just be like, you like, no, I'm done. 
I'm done. You're done with me. And I'm like, no, no, we're not. No, we're, we're going to pick you back up and put you back on the table. And, sh- and there was hair flying everywhere. We oh, were covered was- in it. The apartment mm-hmm. was covered in it. The mm-hmm. buzzers kept going. The battery kept dying because it was so, so thick. And it was just or so that we had to plug him in and we got an extension cord and we're dragging him around the apartment. <laughs> and we're chasing her down with the oh, fuck me. It was hysterical. And we were going to video. And do some stuff and put it up on our TikTok or up on our YouTube, but we couldn't figure out a way to catch the because to right? put it, the phone or, or something on a tripod or, or that use you, the computer or whatever we, we would have been out of frame person the whole actually time. Actually, just we we would have had to have had a third person to follow yeah. the action because it was yeah. moving action. It was moving. It was everywhere. So that's everywhere. why she looks like she has been run over by a lawnmower because this was not. We're not pet groomers. No, this was not to make her beautiful. This was to make her more comfortable and to get the the big, thick stuff off. And so she's got these patches of bald <laughs> and she looks and my heart hurts for her because I don't think she thinks she's pretty. But <laughs> see her again. That's why you're seeing. And she's like, what's wrong with that cat? We did it on purpose yeah. to her. <laughs> we did it. It was us. We did it. We did it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know but on she's purpose. happier and she's more comfortable. And so she is. And there's a little side is. note now talking about because she was here. I figured I should, you know, share a little bit about because you're um, going to see her and you are going to go. What the fuck? What the fuck? Wrong with that yeah. Cat? What did you do to your cat? And I don't want to be, you know, labeled as, you know, someone who abuses animals or anything like that. That is not Mm-mm. the case. She is extremely Mm-mm. well taken care of. Um, that is why she shaved because she was uncomfortable. But trust me, Vicky and I did not do this for our benefit. For I have got our a, enjoyment because no. there was no enjoyment. I have got a it. gash down because I wore oh, I had sleeves and oh. gloves. We were we were protected, but I was wearing shorts. <laughs> I have a gash this long <laughs> along the inside of my leg, down the side of my knee. It ain't pretty. Which we Try had shaving to patch on the that. fly. Which we was- had to patch. We had. We had packing tape and pen and and, and um, paper towels, right, to keep it from yes, bleeding on my carpet. Yes. You just kind of wrapped it around your leg, and and we kept going. Really should have had that video. I wish that we would have had well, video. You know, because it's fine. Yeah, the description just doesn't. Do it, it doesn't. It doesn't do it. It doesn't do it. Oh well. So so anyway. back to our back to our topic. So we're talking about fear being our first response is basically what we're talking about and why it shouldn't be why we should not be allowing it to be our first response and the importance of being faced with something and knowing when fear becomes that first response or becomes when you notice that fear is based in this Mm -hmm. to stop, Mm -hmm. take a moment. Is it really fear? Now I I get it. If you're on the highway and something flies off a truck at you, that's not the moment to stop. And think, hmm, should I do something about this? No, yeah, that's actionable. That's that's, that's actionable. actionable. You just respond, period, yep. because that yep. is real fear. Mm-hmm. But this little stuff, like the t- toilet paper shortage, mm-hmm. when things like that come up in your life, guys, take a second and mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there really a reason for me to be right. fear? Is it coming from some other place? Should I be thinking about this in a different way? Should I be considering that it may not be this urgent situation that mm-hmm. it is showing itself to be because mm-hmm. I've pre-programmed it to be urgent? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the getting rid of the pre-program. It's getting rid of fear-based thinking. It's, and again, it's becoming aware because sometimes you're not even aware. And and the example, I don't know if we can share the example that we were both. Share, go. Share. Well, it was, it was our, our sister Tamara. Mm-hmm. When she was leaving and 
she commented on Michelle's little wallet. She has a little um, um, Marvel wallet sitting on her counter that holds what your driver's license and your credit. It's card. right here. And when we leave the house to go somewhere, which we did, I gave her my credit card and I had her put it in there and that we left the house with that. That's, it. That's all we took with us. That's what I carry with me. And when she I go picked it up and she she was, you know, this is yours. And oh, yeah, that's really cute. And, da, 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 and she says, you take that with you. Well, yeah, that's all. That's you all you take. You? That's all you take. As you should have seen the look on her face standing there with a purse the size of my dog on her shoulder, a backpack and another tote. And she, yes, and and. And what? we're like, and, what, and this is and all where, you take when you go places. What so in get, the world do you take with you that you need all of that with you? Literally. Right, right. So I'll give you a little bit of I'll give you a little bit of backstory to this guy. So this is my friend Tammy that we're talking about. She's actually done one of our podcasts with us. So you will go back if you see one, two, three of the first ones. She's she's in one of them. She's mm-hmm. my best friend. She's been my best friend for 45 years. And even though we are now 55 years old, we still have sleepovers. Because we're that kind of fun girls. So she comes over. Um, we both have a night off and it happened to be during the week. And so it was, you know, whatever. But we 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 cook food. We watch stupid movies. We listen to record albums from when we were 10 years old. Um, uh, we smoke and be merry. That's what we do. Right. And it is our thing. And so she came over and she's spending one night. She showed up at midnight because she worked until 1030 and she lives 40 miles from here. She didn't get here till almost midnight. She had to turn around and leave the next day by noon mm-hmm. to go back to work. And there was some sleeping in there, not a lot, but a little bit. So we're not talking about I'm staying for the weekend. I'm going on a week's vacation. I'm, but this woman comes walking through my door with fucking luggage, mm-hmm. this big tote, the big purse, the backpack. I didn't give it a whole lot of thought because I'm so used to seeing her that way. She unloads it all in my living room. We go on about our evening. The next day is when this is happening. She's now leaving. Vicki and I are working because it is a work day. We're already on the Zoom. We're doing our thing. And so they're talking back and forth. It's kind of the three of us in this space. When this is what she takes a look at the wall and she goes, that's all you carry. And we stopped her in that moment and said, why do you carry all of that with you? Because I might need it. Mm-hmm. I carry lotion. I might need it. I can't. I never know it, when I might. I never might. I never know when I might. Right. And we're like, oh, honey, you're carrying three big bags of fear around with you. Yep. And she just kind of took a step back and she's like, yeah, yeah, but I can't let it not. I can't not carry. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You cannot carry it. Yes, you can. Because there's always availability to get things that you will need in the moment that you need them or pretty close. Mm -hmm. So I carry this. Mm -hmm. That was all we needed for the whole day. And and the whole day. Lovely. Not having to carry. Would I have loved to have had a little lotion at one point? It was warm out. I could have used a little bit. Did it make or break my day? Mm -mm. No, I had lotion at home. Came home to that. Yeah. I mean, all of us did it. I mean, I carried big, huge bags my entire life. I mean, I was a parent as a mom, right? You always have a mom bag. You go from diaper bag to really big bag because you carry things that your kids might need. That's a little different Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of opportunities when kids are, especially when they're small, very Mm -hmm. small where you do need to have things at the ready and you don't have the availability to pack up two, three kids in the car and go and fetch something. If you know, you're out somewhere and you don't have what you need. Mm -hmm. That's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about, this is a grown ass woman 
that packed everything and in her world. we love her to death. Love her to death. She, she is, is a wonderful, 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 wonderful. And very woman. aware woman. She's on a journey from hell. This she one. is. She's she making is. some shit happen in her life. She is. Absolutely. <clears throat> so she was open to the, wow, this is fear. Mm-hmm. She was open to it. Mm-hmm. But, she but I guess my world. point was she, she never even thought about it that way. No. This is just my norm. Mm-hmm. Your norm is to be fear-based, to be in a place of lack. Mm -hmm. If I don't have it, I will not be in a good place. So I have to carry it everywhere I go. And the the entire time that she was there, how often did she get into those bags and pull anything out that she needed? Like I was telling you, once, when we were ready to actually sleep, she jumped in the bag and grabbed her little T-shirt and her leggings that she sleeps in. And outside of that... I don't think she was ever in those bags. She put her phone and her vape and her smokes and whatever on the table. And at one point went and got her jammies. Mm -hmm. And the next day put her clothes back on. Those don't even Mm -hmm. go back in the bag. Those were left in the bedroom. Literally, she did not get into these bags for anything that she needed. So the point of the story is that she was just not aware. Mm -hmm. She was just not aware. Not aware that everything that, that she had been doing and carrying all this stuff around actually was fear. Fear. I'm afraid that I will need something and I won't have it at the ready. Mm-hmm. And what does that do? That's obstructing. I mean, she had to carry all that stuff to and from the car, in and out of my apartment, pack it all up, unpack it at the other end, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I know the purse she just carries like that. Now, this is, we're 55 years old. We're not spring chickens anymore. And both of us have, you know, physical limitations. You do as you get older, you get physically less flexible, less strong. I mean, these kinds of things happen. She's no exception, yet she's carrying around a purse. When she walked in, she set her bag, her main purse, the one that she carries every day. The backpack and the tote were a little extra for just the week, the night stay. The night, the few the hours that she was at your house. The purse is, I swear to God, this big. The fucking thing was like a foot and a half wide. I shit you not. It was like, um, it was massive. And this is the one that she, this is her daily carry bag. So she takes it to work. She takes it to the grocery store. She takes it everywhere with her. She set it in this chair that I'm sitting in right now when she came in because I'm not occupying my business chair and I work from home. So this little desk space is in my living room, my TV and my couch and all things are on that side of the room. This is my aunt. So she said it here. It will be out of the way, right? In the chair. So we get up the next morning and I wake up before her because I've got to go to work, right? I got to get some shit done. I'm going to Vicky's waiting on me. I got to get, I got to get moving. And the bag's in my chair and I go to pick the fucking thing up, Victoria, <laughs> <laughs> and I shit you not, I am not exaggerating. That fucking thing had to be 15 pounds or more. Oh, Lord. So here is this woman who is already less strong and less flexible than we as we get old. She's doing damage to her body, her back, her knees, mm-hmm. her by carrying this thing on one side of her body all day. All day. She throws everything out of alignment. She's and- going to. I can. Yeah, absolutely. She's throwing everything out of the line. Right. Vicky was a massage therapist, right? Mm-hmm. You know what this does to yep. people. They came to you to fix it. Yep. She's hurting herself physically she's hurting herself because physically. she's got a fear based thought process that makes her feel like she can't leave the house without 15 plus pounds of her life going with she going to be really mad at us for talking about no i don't think so i think tammy's going to appreciate that we're sharing this with other people 
right? Well, I, mean, I hope so, because I've, it's out of love. It it's is out, out of, of love. love. She gave us an opportunity to give some a, a great example of what fear could potentially look like for you guys, because a lot of times, really, the, the moral of the story is we often have it surrounding us at all times right. and don't know it and don't realize it don't even know it. She literally was standing mm-hmm. there thinking, and it didn't even occur to her that this was a fear-based thing. Mm-hmm. What, how, how does a purse and fear have anything to do with one another? Right. That's what we're talking about, guys. That's you're going to find, about. you're going to find that your fear-based thinking really is in mm-hmm. some of the oddest mm-hmm. fucking places. You're mm-hmm. not going to recognize that it truly is that. Mine used to be my refrigerator. If I felt like- Okay, before my, we get into that story though, because I love need- this- we're going to take right. a quick, let's take a quick break. break. We're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back to the fridge story because it's a good story. You guys need to check this one out. And we have a fun, a couple more fun stories for you. And then we're going to get into some ways that you can start getting through this process and breaking that fear thought process down, getting rid of it, eliminating it, getting fuck out of your life and moving on and using fear for what it's really meant to be used for. So give us a few minutes. We'll be right back with you. And welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you guys for sticking around because we got some more good stuff for you. I'm just going to put my my wallet back up here. I don't need it in front of us. So we were starting on a story with Vicky and her fridge. And this is a good example of how fear-based creeps in, where you don't even where know you don't that you're living it. in a fear-based thinking pattern. Vicky, tell right. us about your fridge. So growing up, you know, we, we grew up in a household where we heard things like can't afford it and, you know, don't have enough or, or, or any of those things. I'm sure you've all um, heard those expressions, the, the rich get rich, the poor get poor, all of the, all of those. Right. Um, so to me, I needed to have my kitchen, my, my cupboard stocked, my freezer stocked, my refrigerator stocked mm-hmm. all the time, all the time, all the time to where I could, you know, you just couldn't put anything more in there if you wanted to. Same. And that was the norm. And, and how is that fear-based? Well, I'm thinking in terms of lack. I'm right. thinking in terms of, you know what, if I run out of this particular type or of I bread, run out of money or, and I can't buy anymore. That's where my, right? Well, that too, yeah. That uh, I think for me it was more, well, yeah, because if, yeah, it was money. It was money. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. I have I to can't, have money I, I, to go if, buy more milk. Right. I may not. What happens if, you know, what, what, what if, if, what, what if, what if, what, what if, if something, if, what if something, this happens or I lose my job or I, you know, have to spend money on, you know, something else that's more money and I can't go to the store and buy mm-hmm. the things that I, so right now I've got the money. I'm going to stock up. I'm going to have an overabundance yeah. of shit in my, to this day, that is what my kitchen looks like. And mm-hmm. I am single. Mm-hmm. I live alone. I have company that comes, sure, and people who visit me, but I live alone. One person, and my kitchen is full, more full than any single person I know. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the TV shows where someone who's single opens their fridge, some comedy or whatever, and there's a thing of, you know, a week old Chinese food and a beer and right. an orange, right? And that's what's in their fridge. That's almost the norm. That's, you know, people don't think about having this abundance my fridge is stocked. My freezer is stocked. My cupboards are stocked. Mm-hmm. And it, it took me a long time to recognize that that was a fear-based thing as it did you. 
mm-hmm. to where now it I have I have I, I look at it more from like you were saying this convenience thing convenience, right now right. it's a convenience for you you keep all of this stuff but you make larger portions you freeze it's easier to reheat yeah. those are good things good reasons to have but that will never kind of go away from us even though we recognize that it's fear or fear based we don't look at it that way we don't allow it to be coming from a place of lack anymore right when i go to the grocery store i don't buy a second of something i already have anymore mm-hmm. i will buy something different i like options Mm-hmm. I like being able to open my fridge and say, hmm, what do I want to eat for dinner and have four or five, six different things that I could potentially pull out for dinner? Mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. And that that mm-hmm. is what I've gained from having this fear-based. So something good, that part of it was good. It came out of it. But right. but fearful that I would run out of money and couldn't buy groceries is, Mm-mm. it's living in a place of lack, guys. Yeah, It's living in a place of lack and that doesn't give you anything but more lack. Right. That's all it does. That's so true. So yeah, my refrigerator doesn't look anything at all the way it used to. Mm-mm. Not not even cl- my freezer, nothing, nothing. No, you've gotten rid of those nothing. limiting beliefs, right? Yep. You've gotten They're rid gone. of the limiting They're beliefs. They're gone. They're gone. Let's say I don't, I don't I need to do that. I run out of something, you know what? I <gasps> go to the store to the and buy that. Store. That's a Fucking brilliant idea. Just pick some Let's of go the, to the shit up. One. I only need one. Just one. I live alone. I do not buy 12 packs of toilet paper. Mm-mm. I buy sixes, not fours, mm. only because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And actually, the 12 would probably be cheaper. But I don't need you don't need that much. It. No, I mean, I don't if need it's, to if try it's, to store if it's an it. economic thing and you know that that it's going to be cheaper for you to buy it that way. I don't see anything wrong with doing it and lo- as long as you see it that way. Yeah, but still, I think there's a little bit of lack that falls in there. Why should I care? I mean, being frugal is important, right? Being mm-hmm. aware of how you spend your money. Like you said, if it's coming from that place, then it's good and healthy. Okay, but look but at it's it coming this way. From you, live, like- you live on the fourth floor of an apartment and carrying groceries up and down is, is a thing for you. It is a thing. So I if have to you carry. can buy a larger thing of toilet paper, get it at a better price, not have to go back and buy it again for, I don't know, three, four, five months. They don't last that long. Well, okay. It's a girl thing though. But you, you know. know what I'm saying. I, I get you though. Yes, you're right. If you're looking at it that way, not and that's, from a that's place true. A lot of, of my, a lot of my shopping is that way. Yeah. I will buy multiples of heavy items when I have a good day and my back's not hurting so much. Sure. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to buy two 12 packs of my Diet Coke and I'm going to buy some extra creamers and a gallon of milk and the things that I know the weigh a lot. You know are going to be heavy. Right. And I bring those up so that I don't have right. to go get them later mm-hmm. when I may not feel like being able to carry them up the stairs. So it's true. There are different reasons now that there I do, but it's reasons. no longer from a place of lack. Exactly. I don't worry about not having enough money a week from now to buy something I'm out of. The fridge is a big one. See, but you wouldn't think about that fridge and fear, food and fear, grocery right. shopping and fear. How do you put those two together? Oh, they're absolutely together. Mm-hmm. Guys, there's probably a lot of these kinds of things happening in your life right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. that you wouldn't ever even think is coming from a place of fear. Right. How many of you top off your gas tank? Right. Top it off. Top it off. Top it off. Top it off. Don't ever let it get down to three quarters of a tank. No, you top it off. Why? Why? Fear of running out of gas or running out of money to buy more. Running out of money to buy gas. And right now, where gas is over $5 a gallon in most parts of the country and has just hit Utah. We were literally a week ago for in the fours. Mm-hmm. 
we are up over five now, just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, and in these these moments, right, we're not topping off our tank. Probably if we are, it is it is absolutely a fear base because mm-hmm. we are now a fear, mm-hmm. fear afraid. Are we going to be able to afford it? I'm going to do it at this price today because mm-hmm. the price is probably going to go up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's a fear based thing. Mm-hmm. That is a fearful thinking. Mm-hmm. And where is that coming from? The news? the media, everybody telling you gas prices are going up, guys, all these it's things share from conversation. Different- so it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. And the more people talk about the price of gas going up, the more people living in that place of lack. Guess what happens? The more the world's gas prices fucking go up. Mm-hmm. Don't get me on a soapbox here, people, because I'm going to talk some shit if that yeah. happens. But that's how it works. That's As the works. collective, we're driving higher gas prices because mm-hmm. we're manifesting them. Mm-hmm. All fucking day long. All day long. All day All long. day long. And you know what? I drive an FJ Cruiser and that thing is not good not on gas. Cheap. Am I going to sell it? No. No. Am I going to worry about whether I can put gas in it? No. no. Am I going to worry about the price of gas? No. No. No, you're going to get in it, put some gas in it, drive all the way to Salt Lake, pick up your sister and go searching for vintage record albums, which is um, exactly what we spend a whole day driving around and not care yeah, about where the gas is care. coming from not, because I, we don't live in a place of lack. And because I enjoy my FJ Cruiser. I love driving I love your, it. I love your cruiser. I lo- and it's, you know, I got I got two big dogs. I got to have a place to take them and do things. So I can't yeah, I go. I can't I can't drive what you drive. No, I can't. Many people can't. I have it's to. It's a they special have to, car. It's special. <laughs> it is for That's me. Special. I love my car. I but I have to car. have room for two big dogs. You do. My your dogs would never, never no. fit in my car. I mean, if I had to get them, and if it was an emergency, and I had to get them somewhere, I could physically fit fit them in the car. Mm, would it be comfortable Coda. for anybody? We would get probably not. I think he could sit up in the passenger seat. I think we could make that happen because mm, you know maybe. the top's pretty maybe. tall. Maybe, maybe he's <laughs> you need your cruiser and I love your cruiser and you should never, you know, gas no, prices I, will go back down. Um, yeah. They will. And they may not. You know what? That's the thing, too, guys. Yeah, We're building a new norm. Everybody keeps waiting. Well, it'll go back to normal soon. It'll go back to normal soon. Have you all seen things going back to normal? No. Except things for what they are. Yeah. What is normal? this is what's in your what's life normal? today. Yeah. Today, what's in front of you is what's normal. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes from now, it might be different. That's the norm 10 minutes from now. Right. Stop fucking worrying about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop driving it in a negative way and focus on what you have in front of you right now. Right. And look at now. it as this is my normal. Mm-hmm. In this moment, I'm sitting here with Vicky. My norm is hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. If I've got to go put gas in my car later, I'm going to pay whatever they want for it because I need the fuel in order to do the things that I have to do. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I have to love it or, 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 or hate it. And none of that has to come into play. It is fact. Mm-hmm. That's the fact. If I need fuel, I've got to pay the prices. Why fucking bitch about it? Why drive more of the lack by complaining about it? Mm-hmm. Can I change it? I can't do anything to change it. But what I can do is teach people how to think about it differently so mm-hmm. that we as a collective, and I mean collective as in the planet, Mm-hmm. Stop manifesting the shit in our life that is all fear driven. Mm-hmm. If we get rid of this fear based thinking, we are going to stop manifesting the shit that makes us afraid. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works, guys. How would that be? Fuck, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I want to live in that world. I do. Well, oh, wait, I, I, I do. do. Live in, <laughs> I do live in that world. I do live in that world. Oh, I absolutely do. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Was that? So, yeah, it's a, it is, it's a thing, guys. It is a thing. Stop. So how do you, how do you fix Stop. it? Yeah. How do you how fix, do we it, fix it? Right? It? What do There's... we do? What do we, 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 what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Um, I'll tell you guys, it is, it is simpler to start learning how to recognize it than you might think. If it is not an actual danger, like something flying out of a truck at you, anything that is not impeding your ability to breathe in and out, stop before you act, before you speak, before you react, before you make a decision, before you have an opinion, even Mm -hmm. stop and take the briefest moment to ask yourself, is there a reason why I have this immediate reaction? And is Mm -hmm. it coming from a place of fear? Mm -hmm. Is it coming from a place of lack? Is it coming Mm -hmm. from a place of factual fear or lack Mm -hmm. in my life? And if it's not, do not act. Take the time to break it down and learn where that thought process started. Go through your whys and find out why. Why do I feel like this in this moment? You know, ask yourself all of those whys and find the root cause for it because I can guarantee you, you will find something that you can fix that actually isn't a fear based thought. Mm -hmm. It's not. No, it has become fear. Because we have loaded it up with so much fucking power that we have created it into a fear-based thinking now. But I can guarantee you if that immediate danger is not there, it is not fear. That's what fear's purpose is. That's right. where that's supposed to kick in. If that's not, if that's not what's happening, it's something else. You got to find out what it is, guys. Stop mm-hmm. in the moment. Take a few minutes, a step back. Vicki has used this more than once. If you are physically able to take a step back, do it. Because there's something about that motion that immediately removes the thought process from what's going on. Right. Even briefly, and that's all you need is a brief second. If you get a chance, step back. If you can't, step back in your mind. I'm just going to, before I say anything, I'm going to think about this for just a second. That is being mindful. mindful. And the second you can be mindful you can recognize the, are these things fear-based? You can fix them. You can change them. You can rid yourself of the pre-programmed auto responses that you have in your brain that cause this to go places, but you only can do it if you can stop and start to evaluate your emotional driven auto response programming. You got to know it. You have to recognize what it is and break Mm -hmm. it down. And break it down. And the more you do it, the more you heal from it. Yeah. The more it goes away, the more it goes away, the easier it becomes to recognize it and break it down and stop that pattern, stop right. that perpetual way of thinking. Right. Just and then, stop it. and then it's, it's, it makes it much easier for you to go into any kind of a situation with a mindful prepared to be mindful, right? Mm-hmm. Because you start learning how to do that. You mm-hmm. will then become more proactive on mindfulness. Yes, when something will. like that happens again, you won't go to the auto response, that fear of lack or whatever will come up. That doesn't even come up anymore. You're automatically driven. Your auto response is to stop. Think about that. Do I need to? Mm, I don't mm-hmm. What are my consequences if I say that? And whatever them if I say that? And where's that coming from? What emotion is that attached to? Why is that the way it is? How does that affect me? How does that affect the other people? In the- 
That's all mindfulness. That's being in the moment and assessing what you're ha- what's happening in front of you and making wise, healthy, happy, joyous decisions about your next move, whether it be your next thought, your next word, your next action, whatever it is, that's mindfulness. And that will become your auto response. The more you break this stuff down and get rid of the shit that is occupying your brain, the more you're going to get to this place where that is the auto response is to stop and evaluate it. Hmm. Yep. Let me give this a second. Yeah. Right. Before I do anything, I'm just going to give a second. I'm just going to take a moment here. Just a moment. I'm going to step back. I'm going to step back. Take a minute. Take take a breath. We we all, excuse me. I'm just going to, just going to have a minute. I'm just going to, just going to have a minute. Let's just take a minute. How hard is that? Well, for some, it's really hard well, for me and Shanka the Amazing. Mm-hmm. It was it was tragically impossible. <laughs> so because we have a few minutes left, guys, I'm going to share this story with you. I mean, we may go over our hour just a little bit, um, but t- trust me when I say that this story is worth it. So I lived in Germany for many years. I, I, I moved out there as a military spouse um, and um, became not a military spouse and went to work for the U.S. government in Germany. And I spent the better part of, what, six years living there, Vicki? Five oh, years, something, something like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. And I had my daughter, of course, with me. Um, my ex-husband at that time was downrange a lot. And so he wasn't really around and in her world much. It was just basically us. And so the first year I was there, the second year I was there, something like that, I had my nephew, Mikey, Vicky's oldest son, came out and spent the summer with me. And at this point, he had just turned 21, right, Vicky? Because we could take him to all the bars and right. stuff there, although the drinking age is much lower in, in Germany. But so my nephew comes out and he's this just, he's fucking brilliant is what he is. Um, so I have my kids with me. And one day we're driving down the street and there's this elephant just roaming the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, is this, a, okay, is this a German thing? Because this is, this is literally, we haven't been in Germany very long at this point. Okay, is this, a, is this normal? Has that escaped from someone's yard? What's going on here? I don't is understand. Is there a leash on Is there a thing? leash? What? How do you rally that back to wherever it needs to go? And we saw off in the distance that there was this little circus going on across the road, but down a little ways. And we're like, the elephant must belong to them. And so we decided, okay, well, we should go to the circus. One, we wanted to see if the elephant makes it back in, but we should go. So this, the, the elephant on the side of the road was our cue to stop and go to the circus because I'll, first of all, I'm not a huge fan of, of confining animals in the way that a zoo or a circus, I, I, I'm not a right. huge fan of that. And so I normally right. do not patronize those types of places. I don't put my money into it because I really don't believe in the mistreatment of animals. And I think that that's kind of what that is, but that's a whole nother, that's getting on the political side and on the happy side, because I had my little kids with me. I had a little kid with me. She's four at the time, something like that. Mm-hmm. And my nephew who was visiting and here we have this elephant on the side of the road. It was a perfect moment to stop and go to the circus and enjoy some peanuts and enjoy it for what it was. So we went now that we are in Germany and we were in a little tiny village in Germany. And so everybody speaks German, very little English going on. So here are these three just fresh off the boat tourists, basically (laughs) walking up into this tent to go to the circus. And we find these seats and we're getting all excited and we're watching and it's fun. And and the, the, the show is kind of going on and then they make this big announcement. And everybody starts walking out of the tent. 
Do we? Do we? Do we? Do we follow them? Are we? Do we? Do we have to leave the tent? Is it over? Is it over? I. What do we? What do we do? 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 I'm sitting there, and we're like, um, okay. And we sat there for like ten or fifteen minutes, thinking maybe they're coming back. I mean, literally, like all the the people paid the all. Everyone was leaving the tent. Everyone left the tent. And we're like 10, 15 minutes into it. We're like, well, we should go find out what's going on. Apparently something is going on that we're missing. So as we're leaving the tent, they are bringing the elephant into the tent. Now in Germany, when you have these little tiny circuses and they are these little roaming circuses that go throughout the, the villages, what they do is all the animals that are there for the entertainment purposes are kind of roped off in these in this outdoor space around. They pick a very desolate space to have these little circuses. And then they have this whole field of all the animals free roaming, not necessarily free roaming, but they're not in cages. They're not in things like that. They have ropes up. They have, And that was the, what the cue was, we found out later, is they said, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to take a break. Everyone can go out and see the animals and feed the animals and visit with the animals. So everyone left the tent. Apparently that only lasts 10 or 15 minutes and then the show's going to start again. And so we're going out as everyone else is starting to come in and we're like, okay, what did we, what did we miss? And we still don't know why we're out there because we don't know any of this is happening, but everyone's kind of going back in and, and from this walkway out in the, it wasn't right up against us. It was out a little bit comes Shanka the amazing walking right at us towards the tent as we're leaving the tent far enough away. (laughs) For so many scenarios other than what actually happened to happen, plenty of time to make all kinds of choices other <laughs> than the choices I made. Regardless, this is Michelle and her fear-based thinking. I'm walking along with my four-year-old in front of me, my nephew to one side, and we're on this path and we're faced with this elephant. And I panic. <laughs> and I mean, I panic. <laughs> I start, I grab up my daughter in one arm and I turn to run just as the elephant is approaching us. I'm flying out of my flip-flops. I am fucking panicking. I am terrified. I get back up towards the, to the, the Aren't you the yelling tent. at Mikey to run? I'm run, yelling everybody to run, run, run. I got a four-year-old under one arm. It is asinine, ridiculous what's going on. I don't even see Mikey. So I'm thinking he's been trampled. He's dead. <laughs> I've lost Mikey. I have to save the young child because Mikey's gone. We get up towards the entrance of the tent and the elephant turns off and heads into the tent. And I'm standing there, sweaty, dirty. <laughs> my feet are just covered in, in filth from the ground. And my shoes are gone. My daughter's crying under one arm. And I look back towards the path in which we just ran down. And there's Mikey standing there off to one side, laughing hysterically <laughs> at me. Thought it was the best fucking thing he had ever seen. He's just, and I'm just trying to get myself together. Moments later, the elephant's performance apparently has ended. (laughs) We have yet not gone back into the tent and to our seats. We're still in this walkway, (laughs) wiping sweat, finding shoes, cleaning up Mikey's urine from all the laughing. There's just things going. We got this stuff going on outside. 
what happens? The El Shanka the Amazing <laughs> comes back out of the tent. Now, I have had time to calm down. I had had time to recognize that Mikey simply stepped to the side and allowed the elephant to pass. I knew these things to be real, but what did I do? <laughs> I again started running. Now, <laughs> there's a much longer path from the tent out into nothing because it's just around <laughs> this property. There's no end in sight. At least the first time I was running back towards the tent, it was minimal before the elephant turned off. Now I'm in front of an elephant who in my mind is going full speed where this elephant's just like, this is just an everyday stroll for me. I'm just going to take a little walk. You know, nobody's, this is like the most passive elephant I've ever met. It, it, people were touching it. People were just loving Shanka. Shanka was loving everybody else. There was no reason to be fearful of this. I start to run. I again, out of the shoes. We actually lost one and never found it. We went home. I went home with one shoe that day. Up comes the four-year-old again under the arm and I'm running. And this time I'm just running in the path of the elephant. I'm not turning off anywhere. I'm not moving to the side. I'm not taking a corner. I am just staying exactly in the path in which the elephant is heading, screaming the entire time. Mikey's nowhere to be found. Why? Because Mikey's back where he was the very, when this all started, he took two steps to the left and let the elephant pass. So this entire activity, at one point, the elephant did stop. Someone reeled him into a little framed off area with a rope and gave him some peanuts. I don't know. And we were free of the impending, de impending death, right, that I was envisioning in my head. I had created this whole mindful or this whole fear-based thinking in my head that this was a, there was a reason to be fearful. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. It was fine. I had to protect the children. When all I really had to do, because, you know, elephants, especially this one coming in and out of a tent, it's not going very fast. I had plenty of time to be like, hmm, how would it be best for me to handle this situation? Maybe take two steps to the left <laughs> and allow the elephant to pass. I did not do that. My nephew, very mindful. Both times. Stare, hysterically laughing at me for screaming, literally children flying. I mean, it was, un, it was unbelievably hysterical. I have laughed about it every year since then. Every time that story comes up, I laugh hysterically because it's funny, but I was not mindful. I was absolutely, every one of my actions was being driven by fear-based thinking that actually wasn't there. There was nothing to be afraid of. This was a domesticated animal. This was a people of animal. They, this was this was an elephant taking a stroll. He wasn't was, charging. There was no there charging. Was charging. There was no charging. It was. It, it wasn't. It. He knew where he was going. He knew. He where did. He was going. When I ran him through the, he's all probably the, thinking, "What the fuck is this thing? From? You, what is he's she?" He's laughing doing? his ass off. What is she? He why was. is she running? He was like, screaming? "I'm going to fuck with her a little right, bit." Exactly. I feel like that was what was going on on the on the trip <sighs> out. Is is what happened there? Mine. It, you never know where it is, guys. Now, in that particular situation, it may have sparked from something big and scary in my sights, right? And that mm -hmm. put me in that place of fear. But if I would have really just taken a second 
and recognized what else was happening around me and what the other people were doing and what my nephew was doing and how all of the scenarios, I would know that it would have been perfectly safe for not only for me to take a couple of steps aside with my daughter, but probably reach out and touch and grab and love on the elephant as it walked by and really had an experience, especially for my four-year-old to be, you know, touching this big, huge creature as it's walking by. What a great experience. No, now my daughter's just fucking terrified. (laughs) He's just seriously terrified of fucking elephants. And I created. And why? Because the response she got from you was, is now be afraid. She's exactly. There's the inherited. There it is. There's the inherited pre-programmed thought process because I embedded that in her to be afraid of this big creature that she didn't need to be afraid of. I created that and then I, it, I, I, I willed it to her. Here you go, honey. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. This mm-hmm. is a gift for you. Please be fearful of large animals now that you don't have to be <laughs> domesticated. It wasn't yeah. like we were in the wild of Africa and this guy wasn't going to be happy because we were near his kids or whatever. This right. was a, this was a, a little he, elephant. It wasn't even a full grown, like big, huge. It was a little elephant. And it was an elephant that had literally been born and raised in this, in this world, mm-hmm. in the circus world. And they were, he, this elephant was so used to people and, and moving around people and being in small spaces with people. And it was just, there was no reason for any of my reaction. It was all fear-based, fear-based mm-hmm. thinking that put me in a, a horrible thing. I mean, yes, did it lend to um, stories over cocktails on New Year's Eve for years to come? Absolutely. So you get, again, take the good from what, what you know, right, find the good right, where you can, right? right and that's right, the good, right? Absolutely. I'm now sharing it with you guys to give you an idea. But yeah, these little things happen and we have to stop and take a minute. Just take two steps to the left and be in the moment, guys. And recognize what the fuck is happening in your moment before you react, before you decide to let it be something that it doesn't need to be. Right. And the more you do that, the more you'll recognize these things that are coming from a place of fear, the more you will not create new ones that come from a place of fear, and the more you will live with an auto response to just be mindful and take a minute and make really good choices in your life. Don't run from circus elephants. That's the message of the day. Shank of the Amazing is going to yep. go in the circus elephants are, are the name of the game. So that's basically what we have to share with you guys today. Is there anything else that we would like to throw out there for our um, for our wonderful listeners today, Vic? Boy, you know, I think Shanka is uh, the, the, the best part I'll of, tell the you what, of the podcast. I really it's, a, it's an encore story. It truly is. It always has mm-hmm. been since the moment mm-hmm. happened. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Great then I will example. throw out there, guys. Funny as shit. Yeah. I know, right? Funny as shit. Um, again, yet another reason, guys, because you now are getting Shanka the Amazing Stories. You don't ever know what you're fucking going to get on this podcast. Make sure you favorite us where, on whatever platform that you're listening to. Make it a favorite. Um, hit a bell. Make it a, get, get a response. Get something that says it's coming up again. We do these. They're live every Monday morning. You're going to get a new podcast. Right. Come on whatever learn, you listen. Come laugh. Come laugh. Come enjoy. Here's some fucking up stories about what the fuck are we doing? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, literally today you heard about my best friend and a sleepover at 55 groceries and elephants. You never know what you're you going to fucking get know. here. Come in. Never know. So, so make us a favorite pop yeah. over to our YouTube channel guys, because that really helps us get this out in front of more people. And the more people we can help, um, uh, the, the better off everybody is. 
Um, so pop over to our YouTube channel. The link is in the, in the information below. Make sure you subscribe to us. Um, give us a like, leave us a comment and share it with your friends. Please, please, please. We ask that you share. Let's get this out in front of a lot of people. Um, in our break, we talked about our books. If you, um, if you want to pop over to the website and, and pick up the books, it is a five book series, the five steps to wellness. It is all about teaching you how to build your foundation in some of this stuff. It is about building that foundation of your natural state of well-being. And although we don't go into a lot of the fear-based specifically, there is a lot about how we drive our emotions and what fear is to it, because mm -hmm. fear is definitely one of the biggest ones that cause us to do things that we really shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. um, so get the books. Don't leave them behind. If you want to take an additional 10% off the books, please use the code podcast 10. Again, all this is going to be in the information below. We will not leave you without being able to take a little bit of money off something that you love. Um, grab a shirt, grab a hat, be happy and mindful and show your journey off. Um, learn some fun, good things that will make your life just even better and come back in next week and, and hang out with us. Cause we love having you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll be here. Well, we're going to be here. We're going to, we're going to hang out. We're going to be, we're, we're just sit here and wait for you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just, we're just going to hang out. I got, I got coffee. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I got some coffee. Yeah. I got my vape. We're just going to, we'll see you next week. We'll be right here. Same bat, <laughs> same bat channel, same bat, same bat time, same bat, same bat, time, bat channel, same bat channel. Yes. Will Robinson, um, Lucy and Ethel, um, Adam West, Batman. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, we're definitely giving us some, some aging there, yeah. but you know what? No, guys, we have lived, we have lived some fucking shit in our lives and we just can't wait every day. Every time we do one of these, we want to share fun, some fun fucking story with you because our life, although very traumatic and it took us a long time to heal through it all. But now that we have, we get to look back and see the humor and the joy and all of the fucking things that we went through. And there is, if you look hard enough, joy and humor and, and, and love and, and kindness is buried in everything. Sometimes mm -hmm. you got to dig pretty deep, but it's always there. It's always there. Find that stuff and let, and reprogram those memories. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't, I don't let that be a fear of elephants anymore with the Shanka story. That is simply just a perfect example of, of me making a bad choice, but how fucking funny it was mm -hmm. now that I could look back on it. It wasn't funny then it scared my daughter. I was scared. I was truly scared in the moment. I was, my daughter was terrified in the moment. Mikey laughing helped because it helped relax us out of that moment until it started again. But that was, you know, <laughs> But there was actual, yeah, there was, the, you know, looking back on it now, it's a much better memory than when it actually happened. So make sure you're thinking about the things that have happened in your life, guys. That's another little takeaway for you. If you're reliving old memories, or you're looking through things that you have had challenges around in your life that you've come through or that you're working on now, um, go, don't be afraid to go back and relive some of those memories and, and, and find the best parts of them and recreate the memory to just be those. Mm-hmm. Let all the, the shitty parts yep. go, but don't let the historical things that made you who you are today go. And that's going to be the kindness and the love and the funny that's all buried in that stuff. So very true. We hope that all you right. go find it. We will talk to you guys next week. Um, I have no idea what we're going to be talking about, but I'm nope. sure there'll be some fucking oh, funny story. Sure, it'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. Hang out. Come and yeah. hang out. We're going to be yeah. right here. We're going to be we will. right here. Okay. We'll just okay. Be, let's hang right. out. Let's hang out. I think we should hang out. If we should hang Monday? out. Let's do a Monday. Let's, let's do a hang Monday. Out on, <gasps> Monday. on Monday. I think that's a great plan. I think that should be our day to just hang out every week. We'll just hang out every Monday. 
with our listeners and, and with each other and, and our and coffee. Molly, and, don't forget Molly. Oh, fuck Molly. I love <laughs> Molly, but damn. <laughs> She's been under the table nibbling on my toes like the whole time because I won't let her well, on the table. So she's pissing me off from below. I love my yeah. cat, guys. Don't think that I don't. She's spoiled rotten, which is why I can say fuck you, Molly. All right. Well, you okay. guys have whatever the next step in your day is, whether it is um, uh, having a good afternoon, a good evening, a good weekend, a good holiday, whatever it is that is next step for you from when you found our podcast and have listened to it. We hope that your next step of your day is brilliant. Brilliant. And then it's just fucking packed to the gills with funny and kindness and love. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Mm -hmm. It's in, it's infectious. It is. It, we do that and it, and it grows. Mm -hmm. Cause an infection guys put out kindness, put out love and let that start to fucking spread. Let's try that. Let's do that for a minute. Let's do that yeah. for a minute. How about we try that. Let's try that. Let's do some of that. Let's do some of that. All right, guys. All right, we guys. will talk to you next week. We will have an amazing All whatever. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>